your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Chris from Locked On Avalanche here. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And welcome to, I guess, the the new, for, not the new format, but the additional format of YouTube. We're Nothing is changing in, in the podcast world. <coughs> Excuse me. If you uh, continue to get this show through uh, your podcast service of choice, continue to do that. But we are also giving the added feature of YouTube. So uh, find the Locked On Avalanche Podcast YouTube page, subscribe to that, and you will get these in video form because. Why not? The more, the merrier. So uh, for the people that have never heard of this show ever before uh, or never listened to the podcast and are only hear, hearing of it because of the YouTube channel, welcome aboard. Uh, this is something we do every day, which all of our shows at the Lockdown Podcast Network are daily. So you will get me talking about the avalanche and anything else that's maybe going around the league that is of notice for the avalanche fan base. Uh, so the way we normally do things is where to follow the show. And that is on social media outlets, L O P N underscore avalanche on Twitter, search for locked on avalanche on Instagram and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. So today we will be discussing the weekend because it was a pretty busy weekend for the Avs. Obviously, they had their draft. We'll be talking about their draft picks. The the biggest news of the weekend for the Avs in the signing of Kale McCarr. And does that mean anything at all for the Gabe Landeskog situation and the Philip Grubauer situation? But mainly the Gabe Landeskog issue. So we'll get to all of that. But why not start with the biggest news? And that, of course, is Kale McCarr getting signed. We all knew it was going to happen. He's a restricted free agent. So unless somebody came in with an offer sheet that the Avalanche just were not going to match, which they said all along that they were, this was pretty much a, a, a done deal. The only thing that you had to wait on was the term and the dollar amounts. And the dollar amount was kind of where I thought it would be uh, when you had Seth Jones uh, signing for an in unheard of. Uh, what is, I mean, it's not unheard of that other people aren't making that. It's just unheard of that we didn't think that amount was coming. 9.5 for him uh, for Chicago. Uh, and then uh, he's going to sign for like 8.4 something around there. You kind of had your basis on where Makar was going to sign. And this is kind of in the realm where we thought he was going to go. Some people were throwing out 10 it, it seemed like it, yeah, it could go there. I don't really think many people were thinking it was going to go less than nine. And that's exactly where it went was 9 million uh, AAV. I am a little bit surprised that it's not a little bit longer term six years. You know, 
after that's up, he's 28. So he is unrestricted after that. So I think it works out for both. I mean, the Avalanche have him locked up for six more years, which is a good clip. You know, it's not, it's not a bridge deal. And that was the big thing that we were talking about. Is this going to be bridge or is this uh, going to be long-term? It's kind of in the middle. Obviously it's not a bridge because it's after his 27th birthday when this contract runs out. Uh, so for him, I mean, if you're looking at it from Kale McCarr, you're making 9 million bucks. Well, you know, it varies fluctuates based on the year, but you know, you're getting 9 million AAV for the next six years. Great. When you turn 28, all signs are pointing to you cashing in again. And depending on how things are going with the avalanche in six years from now, he's, he's free to do whatever he wants to do. So he's going to cash in twice, which is, you know, what, what most players hope to do. Some just want to cash in at least once, uh, but he, he's going to do it definitely twice. And the second time around, he's free game. For the Avalanche, like you said, you got him locked in for six years, and that's not it's not chump change. It, that's a good amount of time. This is That's within your, your, your time frame of when you are expected to do more than what you've done so far. So maybe the Avalanche are thinking, hey, if after six years, if we haven't wrapped one up, maybe a couple in six years. Are they doing what they're doing now with Landeskog? Are they going to do that with Makar in the future? You would, you would have to think you would hope not because of, you know, he just seems like a, a once in a, in a lifetime player, but I think everybody's happy right now. Uh, it, it's the dollar amount is, is what it, we expected. Term is, you know, the other two guys, uh, got eight years. You were thinking the ads were going to, we're going to do that. I think they were going to do it. They're trying to do a, a max term. I don't know the details as, as to why it was only six, but I'm not complaining about it. I, I think that's fine. I, and I think, you know, if, if he does have more cap money, likely at that point in time. So things are going to go up by then. And for I think that's another one for Makar where it's beneficial for him because he can he can negotiate his next deal while Jones and Hiskinen have to wait another two years to negotiate their deal. So, you know, while he who who knows what the state of the league is going to be then being with the ESPN deal, is it going to get more popular? You're going to have uh, you know, the Olympics, which always gives you a nice bump. So uh I think I don't think anybody loses here. I think, uh, you know, the Avalanche are happy because they have him for a decent term. And Makar's happy because he's, he's making a ton of money and he, he's hanging around for, you know, a handful of years. So I think he's happy, too. Um, all right. Let's hear from one of our sponsors of the day, and then we will get into these draft selections which, oh, by the way, just happens to have a familiar surname and someone that we were just talking about for the past seven or eight minutes. But first, we are going to hear from Built Bar. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And you know that if you've been following the show for a while, we've been talking about it forever. And they have so many delicious flavors to choose from. There is something for everybody. Flavors are um, well, they have different ones to choose from, but get coconut, 
raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on. Anything with peanut butter, use pretty much fair game for me. And they have a few of peanut butter ones to choose from. So if you're a peanut butter freak, go get them. Uh, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. Well, you will get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. Most bars contain 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's great. Uh, so go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. Uh, so the Avs with their draft, obviously. And ended up with four picks, which is good because, you know, they had three for the longest time. They had three picks and, you know, it was all right. I mean, it's interesting because they'll have at least a first round pick, which is something good that they, you know, everybody wants a first round pick, obviously. But then after that, it was, you know, not till the third and then not till the seventh. But thanks to the Ryan Graves deal. Uh, they did inherit a second round pick and th- uh, it's a, in my opinion, that's a big pick, the guy that they ended up with. Um, so they, they went three forwards, one defenseman uh, in the first with their 28th pick or the, the 28th pick, their first pick uh, Oscar Alausen, who <laughs> It just seems like I, be, I was hearing his name a lot connected to the Avalanche uh, pretty much when draft season started, you know, and, and and for this season, it was pretty quickly after the regular season ended. You just, I, I mean, if you follow this stuff like I do, you just seem to hear his name a lot uh, in Avalanche circles. And, you know, I, I was being on, uh, big on Brennan Offman. I, I didn't, I was hoping he would fall. And I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter. The two teams I was worried about were Dallas and the Rangers. And they were at 15 and 16. And Dallas traded back. I don't know if they were thinking that Alausen could, or next year, not Alausen, uh, Offman could fall to them. I think they went to 23. Um, I think maybe they thought, hey, if he's there, we take him. If not, here's our backup. And then, bam, the next pick, the Rangers took him. And I thought one of those two teams could do it. Turned out to be the Rangers. And so after that, then, who was it? Uh, Nashville traded up right in front of the Avs. And you always hate when that happens. When your team is on deck and there's a trade made, and, and a team and a division foe, no less, goes right above you and picked uh, LaRue, which is a guy that I have been talking about for a little while. He, he, did I want him? I think I was going against it because I just think long term, he's going to make some bonehead decisions. And the Avs don't need that. They don't need, because uh, they, they've already had some of those. 
and uh, some of those decisions have hurt them in the playoffs. So uh, something about the Broncos, but and Aaron Rodgers, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I just I like Larue's game. He's a big body and he's got offensive skill. But if you can't fix what's going on up here, uh, you're in trouble. So do do I think the Avs want? I think they were looking at him, but am I? You know, it, it, Nashville took it out of their hands if they were really looking at him. And uh, I, I think the Avs had. Well, they did say they said they had a Lawson higher on their board than a lot of other teams. Um, they wouldn't say if he was number one on their board. And by them not, I haven't seen anything where they've said he was number one on our board. And when you say like, when you say things like you had him high on your board, that's different. So I don't think he was number one on their board. Might have been number two or or you know three at the very bottom. Um, Trying to find where the I don't have that, but um, I think they were high on him. I, I think they really do like him, and he is good. He I, he could really bring a lot to this team. Uh, and that's the other thing with all these guys in a couple of years. None of these guys, really nobody in this draft is NHL ready right now. Maybe one or two guys, uh, but that's fine. I mean, that's kind of what the NHL draft is about. This isn't like NFL or NBA where guys can just jump in right now. NHL, is, is you know, you get those guys every once in a while. But for the most part, Guys are, uh, you know, going overseas or they're going to college or, you know, going to Canada or whatever to really like hone their skills. And it's a couple of years before you see these guys. It's 100 percent true, uh, not with the majority of guys in this draft, with the avalanche picks specifically. I think Alausen is is going to be a really good addition to this team. And he's not going to be asked like most of these guys to kind of be be the guy that they need to get over the hump. They have their superstars. Everything is fine. Like he is going to be a great piece of this puzzle. He is fast. He has a great shot. He fits the mold of what the Avalanche are trying to do and are doing. So uh, I think he's a perfect pick. I think he's a, a great fit for them. And I think in a couple of years, you're going to be uh, hearing his name in the NHL and doing a lot of good things for the Avs. With their second round pick, uh, Sean Barron's, in my opinion, is a massive steal. To get him at 61, uh, when there's some some rankings that have him as a mid-first round pick, uh, and he's the only defender that they took, which, you know, in my opinion, if they they took him, they took any de- defenseman that early. If they took one in the third, if they took one in the seventh, okay. Uh, but to take him in the second, because you know, second rounders, even third rounders, they're going to get looks in the NHL. So to take a D man in the second round when you've loaded up on D for so many years in the past, and you are really kind of set on the defensive side of things in your, in your system, you need to kind of, you, you got to get some free agents to shore up the defensive unit right now. He's not going to be asked to come in and do that by any stretch. Again, another couple of years for him. Uh, but in their, their prospect pool, they have a lot of, a lot of defenders. So for them to take him in the second round, I think they were 
you know, licking their chops that he was going to fall to them at 61. And he did. Um, he, he's got, no, I'm not comparing him in terms of ability and skill, but he has that offensive mindset of, he's kind of a hybrid of Kale McCarr and Sam Girardi. Uh, he, he's decent size, but he has that offensive defense defender mentality. Uh, he doesn't score a ton. He like, I'll say he won't score goals as much as like McCarr does, but he knows how to pass like Gerard does or Gerard racks up the assists. And that's what this guy do on the offensive end. And on the defensive end, he's just fine. Just nothing to really worry about in him on the defensive end. You would like to see him bulk up a little bit by the time he gets to the NHL level. You would hope he, he can a little bit, which you would assume he would. But where he is right now, he's he's fine. Uh, but I am really excited uh, for that pick. And yeah, you might be maybe rolling your eyes like another defender. But when it's a guy like that, that a lot of people had going in the first round, and he falls almost to the end of the second round, you take that guy. You, you absolutely take that guy. So uh, excited for him. And then, so the other two that they had in the third round, uh, Andre Bujalski. Yeah, Bujalski. I don't know much about him. I did see some video on him. Um, like tall, lanky guy. He definitely needs to build some muscle mass. But he's a fast guy too, and it's you know that's what the Avalanche go after. They go after guys that are fast skaters, good skaters, um, and can score. And you know he played in the uh, for Kazakhstan in the Kazakhstan league. So, and I'm almost positive it's the first guy from that league that the Avalanche have ever selected. But uh, I, I haven't seen a ton on him. Like I said, I've heard some things about him and read up a little bit about him. But uh, I haven't heard a ton, but everything that I've seen, it's weird. Like these avalanche picks. So like for, you know, going straight through one, two, three, and four, one, no doubt he'll, he'll be on the abs in the foreseeable future. Barron's most likely will be if everything continues to develop for him. And then it just goes down the line. And then Bialski, possibly, maybe. I would lean more towards yes and getting getting a shot. Um, but again, more years down the line. And then the very last one, I I don't I didn't even read up on him at all. Um, and I knew he had a younger brother that played, and it's Cal McCarr's brother, Taylor. Was this the avalanche just saying we're we're good? <laughs> You know, we're not going to go and rely on our seventh round pick in the uh, 2021 NHL draft to, you know, get us over any hump. Uh, is there a little bit of nepotism here? I don't know. Is it, you know, rewarding or, or is it, I don't want to say rewarding Kale McCarr, but is it like, I guess why not? You know, like you're not expecting much out of a seventh round pick anyway. So uh, why not go after a guy who you just gave $56 million and uh, you know, go get his brother and see if that's enough to motivate him to play like his bigger bro. 
I don't know. Like I, I honestly didn't do any research on Taylor Makar. So uh, if he makes it awesome, then you got brothers playing together and that's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, but I don't think anybody is expecting him to be the next kale. Uh, but I mean, if you're the Makar family, you are smiling from ear to ear this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, your one son just signed a 50 plus million dollar contract and your other son got drafted by the team that the older son plays for. It's awesome. So I think that's getting a lot of headlines because of that. Um, and hopefully not a people put a lot of pressure on him because of, you know, who kale is, but uh, you hear Joe Sackick talk about it, and it didn't seem like it was just because it's his brother they took him. I'm sure that played a part. Let's not kid ourselves. But he did say, he goes, we've been watching him for a couple of years. This was his last year of eligibility. And, you know, he said he has definitely improved every single year. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. I don't want to rain on the guy's parade, but, uh, you know, I, and he, he's one of the last guys to go. I think, you know, the Avalanche, there was – their pick, and then there was maybe like four or five picks after that. So he just made it in. And who knows? I'm rooting for him. How can he not? So there you go. I mean, overall, uh, I think the – I would say the Avalanche, you know, the, the Olausen pick is great. The Barons pick is great. And then the last two, uh, Bialski, I think he could become something, which, by the way, was pick number 92. Ironic. Um, and then the Taylor Makar. Why not take a flyer on him? See what happens. So it's like two really good picks. Uh, I, I like the Bialski pick. Hopefully he can turn into something. And then Makar is fun. That, I guess it's a fun pick. So how do you grade this? I don't, I don't know if, you, you know, it's a big thing with, with drafts. It's tough when you only have four picks. You know, if there was three more picks here, you might have more of a, a definite saying what a grade is, but all you have is four. Um, I would probably go in the, like the B minus range just because Bialski is, is, uh, you know, he could go either way. And then some, you know, the, the Makar pick, like I said, it's a fun pick, but is, is anybody expecting, you know, one of the last picks in the draft, no matter what his last name is, uh, to come in and do anything major, but it's got to get picked somewhere. What do you guys think? Let me know what's what's your draft grade for uh, the Avs. Let me know. Locked on Avs at Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. All right. Let's hear from Bet Online and then Gabe Landscott talk because why not? BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info. For all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all your UFC MMA action, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. When you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So, when 
uh, big signing happens and, you know, we were doing it with, with Kale McCarr, other defenders on other teams were getting signed. We're like, how does this relate to Kale McCarr? So now when you have uh, guys on your team signing and big names at that, uh, everybody wants to say, how does this relate to other signings on the team? Namely Gabe Landeskog and Philip Grubauer. I think Grubauer and the Avs are a lot closer than obviously Gabe and the Avs. Could the Grubauer deal get done before Thursday or excuse me, Wednesday? Yeah, I have more hope on a Grubauer deal getting done than a Landeskog deal getting done because, uh, you know, they both have said they want to stay in Colorado. And I, I believe that. But it just seems like Landeskog, it seems like both sides are dug in on how high or low that they will go. And that is just uh, prime for that player going to test the market. And Joe Sackick did a, a press conference after the draft and he was asked about it multiple times and kind of deflected a little bit, but he did, you know, kind of say things like, you know, look, players go test the market all the time. And sometimes they sign somewhere else and sometimes they come back to their original team. I think that's where we're at with Gabe Landeskog. I, I think we are at the point where he he has his number and he is going to see if somebody will give that to him. So, uh, excuse me. Um, now then, you know, that comes down to what we've been saying. Somebody's going to give him that number. But is where is that team in relation to competing for Stanley Cup? And there's going to be very few teams that offer him what he's asking for that are at the level that, you know, the avalanche are at in that realm of competing for a cup. So then it, it's all down to him. You want, you want the money or do you want, you know, your best shot at a cup? So I, I, I think they'll get a little bit closer. Um, and I think the ads will give him kind of like one final pitch and one last ditch effort to sign him as close to his number as possible, which, you know, I think they would anticipate him saying no to, and then going to test the market and seeing what another team will give him. And then the number that the abs threw out, if another team out there has given him something that's not a ton more than that, he probably comes back and says, eh, I, I could only get an extra million or so somewhere else, but you know, they can save that million because I'll still make a good amount here and have that added bonus of uh, competing for the cup. And then the flip side of that is no, somebody gave me the money and I'm, I'm running. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. And by that, I mean over the next 48 hours, I think Landis is testing the open market. I don't think, you know, a Kale McCarr deal has any, bearing on Gabe Landeskog at all. I just don't. If anything, it probably makes him mad because he's been there for 10 years and, you know, he's struggling to get Kale McCarr money while McCarr's been there for three and cashes in. Different dynamics, I know, but uh, still, if you're Gabe Landeskog and you've been the captain of this team for as long as you've been the captain might rub you the wrong way just a little bit. I'm sure you understand it. And it's, and he, he probably has no hard feelings towards Makar, 
but he might have some hard feelings towards the Avalanche franchise. So I, I think Landis Scott, this is heading him towards free agency. And I, I couldn't, I'm so up in the air right now. I, I've been 50, 50 ever since, ever since the reports were coming out that he, you know, they were far apart. Um, I've gone to 50, 50. You have those people that are like, so one side or the other. So like he's, he's gone. Let, let's find another captain. Um, and you have other people who think like, no, I think he's definitely going to stay. I'm, I'm walking that line. Uh, I, I think he does want to stay, but I think he does feel like he wants to get what is deserved to him, which I think is a little bit too much. But on the other hand, you have to ask for that much. You have to ask for, for, for more because if you do hit the market, that's what you're going to ask from the teams when you hit the market too. So you can't lowball the avalanche and say, oh, I'll take this much. And then for whatever reason, you don't sign. Uh, when you when everybody knows that number, you can't go out in the open market and then ask for more. I mean, you could, but teams would look at you like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, so that's where we're headed with with uh, Landis Scott. Grubauer, I do. I think Grubauer might get done. I think there, there's a more optimism of that getting done before Wednesday than than Landeskog. I think they are a little bit closer. And who knows, maybe by the time you're listening to this on on sometime on Monday, maybe they will come out and say we have a deal. Uh, I do. I think that that gets a little bit closer to getting done on Wednesday. And I, I have if I'm 50 50 on on Landeskog, I'm probably 65 35 on Grubauer signing by Wednesday. And again, what um, McCarr did in his signing nothing to do with these two guys uh but it could get the ball rolling for the abs to like want to make deals it's like when you watch like american pickers and they they make that first deal and then the deals just start rolling everybody's just saying yes to everything even though that's great editing um there's some truth to it so maybe this you know gets the avalanche going and wanting to, to make some deals and maybe gets the players going because they know that they have Cal McCarr back there, especially Grubauer. Grubauer's going to love that, knowing that he's got Cal McCarr at least in front of him for six years if he wants to sign for that long. We'll see. This is, uh, you know, we, we got through the expansion draft. We got through the prospect draft. And now we deal with our, our free agents and other teams' free agents. And I really feel that the Avalanche are not going to budge that much on their number. I, I just get the vibe. They want Landeskog back, but I just had the feeling that if he walks, they're okay with it. Uh, but we shall see. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, or if you're on the YouTube channel, thank you for tuning in to that as well. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow with any of the new goings-on in the world of the Colorado Avalanche, if there's any new signings or anything to that matter. We will be talking about it. So thanks for tuning in. It's always appreciated. We will see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.